A word for today, Lions Down's daily podcast to help you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. Nothing could matter more. This isn't to replace your personal Bible reading and prayer, but rather encourage and help you in it. Welcome back to A Word for Today. It's Sunday the 28th of February and we are looking at 2 Peter chapter 3. I'm going to read from verse 10 through to verse 13. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved, and the earth and the works that are done on it will be exposed. Since all these things are thus to be dissolved, what sort of people ought you to be in lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set on fire and dissolved, and the heavenly bodies will melt as they burn. But according to his promise, we are waiting for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Well, there are wonderful truths there. We see in verse 10 that Peter is insisting that the day of the Lord will come. It will come unexpectedly as a thief comes, and it will be a most dramatic event. It will mark the destruction of the entire universe and the judgment of every single human work. And then in verse 11 and 12, we looked at this yesterday, the application of this is that Christian believers should not live lives for the world. They should not be wedded to the things of this world exclusively because those things are obviously going and in the end will prove worthless. No, we have to live for the Lord Jesus Christ. And godliness describes living for the gospel. So witnessing to the gospel because we live in the age when evangelism, the church age, is the gospel age, despite all the scoffing that will surround what goes on, God wishes all people to um, reach repentance. So we have a global mission to be every maker, every member, makers of disciple makers. And I know that Lionstown understands this very well, which is a wonderful thing. When verse 12 says, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, what that really means is expecting, not blanking it out, not setting it into our subconscious because it's inconvenient to remember, but we should keep it to the forefront of our attitudes and it should control our views. And hastening the coming of the day of God means striving to live in the light of the day of God the day of the Lord, the day of judgment, the return of Jesus Christ. We should live in that light. And now, what is the inspiration that verse 13 gives us? Because I believe verse 13 is inspiring. Let me read it to you again. But according to his promise, we are waiting for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Peter there is referring to what follows the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord is the day of judgment, uh, the eternal separation of people. And uh, the people of God who have trusted in the gospel, who have had their sins forgiven, are destined for a new creation, which is not a refurbished this creation. How shameful it is to hear that idea taught in evangelicalism. No, it's a new creation. How could it possibly be anything else, given what's just been described as happening to the old creation? It is a new creation, different 
from the old creation. And it is a new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Righteousness describes, it's a lovely expression, isn't it, in which righteousness dwells, because righteousness is really referring, I think, to humankind that is in right relationship with God through the means that God has provided, which is the cross of Jesus Christ. And dwells is a present tense verse because it goes on forever. That's where we will dwell for all eternity. This idea is uh, very clear and strong in the Bible. Let me give you a couple of examples from the Old Testament. Isaiah chapter 65, verse 17, God says this, For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former things shall not be remembered or come into mind. For as the new heavens and the new earth, he writes, goes on to write in chapter 66, verse 22, that I make shall remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your offspring and your name remain. So in successive chapters, chapter 65, and then in chapter 66 of Isaiah, we get those references to the new heavens and the new earth. And this is very strong in the book of Revelation. We have at the end of chapter 20 a picture of the great judgment. And then in chapter 21, we have the picture of the new heavens and the new earth. Of course, it's new, it's different. It's not refreshed or refurbished. We mustn't think that. It is a new heaven and a new earth. As verse 1 of Revelation 21 goes on to say, For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. How could it possibly be anything other than new, since the old has passed away? And then there is a wonderful description, which uh, verse 2 of Revelation 21 goes on to describe. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem. That's describing the people of God, by the way. The New Jerusalem is a metaphor for the people of God. Coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. You see, that's the church. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them. And they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more. For the former things have passed away. What a wonderful picture that is of the new creation. And so what I think Peter is doing at this point is providing us with an inspiration. By us, I mean Christian believers, if you're a Christian believer. He's saying that where we should have our eyes focused is on this new creation, knowing that the old creation is going to pass away and be judged. What we are living for is what goes on forever, which is where righteousness dwells, or the home of righteousness, as some translations put it. So that is what is to keep us going. It's something infinitely positive because it is eternal and it is perfect in every way. We should be greatly encouraged by that truth as we strive to live out this great doctrine, the day of the Lord. That's what Peter wants the Christian church above all else to focus on, to know that that great day is coming so we shouldn't live for this world. We should live for the gospel. And we should endure the scoffing that uh, will surround us, certainly as the price of faithfulness. And our inspiration should be that great future 
that awaits. What a wonderful message for the Christian church. Loving Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the inspiring message that uh, God the Holy Spirit has given us through your servant Peter. Please would uh, we at Lionstown and your church all over the world indeed love and live for that great doctrine of the day of the Lord, reaching out with the gospel, sitting loose to the things of this world, and enduring the scoffing that is the inevitable result of faithfulness. Please would we look forward with delight to the new heavens and the new earth in which righteousness dwells. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. A word for today, helping you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. This podcast was brought to you by Lionsdown at lionsdown.org.